Hello and welcome to From the Rookery. My name is John uh, and it's Friday night. And you might be going to the game, you might be watching the game, but uh, unfortunately we can't get to the game because, hey, it's Friday. And who could get off work early and get all the way to Norwich, which is incredibly hard to get to? Uh, well, we couldn't. Well, Colin could, and we'll be going over to him uh, throughout the game. Uh, but Geordie and Mike are on the way over to my house so we can watch Watford away at Norwich City Friday night under the lights in what is going to be one of the most important games uh, of the season so far. And of course, let's say the cliche now, it could kickstart our season. It really, really could. Uh, Colin had a bit of a rant, um, but it was cathartic. That's what we like about doing this podcast. It helps us uh, about Kike Sanchez-Flores, the, the lack of attack uh, and what happened between, what he, Colin thinks at least happened between Kike and the players last week uh, and especially his choice for the final substitution. And I think Colin, definitely from listening to him uh, on our WhatsApp group this week, he's, uh, he's come to, to, to not, maybe not be as harsh, but it, yeah, it, it's still there and it could rear itself tonight uh, and, and come back depending on what happens and how this game unfolds uh, in front of us. So let's see, Colin is at the game. He's just seen the team. Colin, do you think he came listen to the podcast last week and do you think he has made changes because of your stance? <laughs> the idea that um, Kike listened to my rant and thought, oh my God, he's right. I'm going to change the system. We're going to be more attacking is, uh, is frankly um, fancy land. But the lineups are out. Lily and I have just enjoyed a very good football cheeseburger, which we're just finishing. And just talk briefly about the lineup. So the, the system is the same. Basically, it's a, it's a 5-3-2. Delafair and Pereira up front, no grey. But the big news is a couple of experienced players that we've relied on in the past are back in the side. So Kapu is playing alongside Decore and Hughes in front of the back five. And Holobas is back on the left. And Yanmat is back on the right. The two wing-backs that played so well against Spurs. So hopefully we can see uh, them get forward, support those uh, two chaps up front, and maybe see Hughes get up and support Pereira and Delafoe from a central position. In the end, it's not really about the lineup or really the personnel. It's about attitude. It's whether or not this club has got the ambition and the belief to go after these three points tonight and start to build a season which will lead to us staying in the Premier League. And that's what we'll see uh, on the pitch. The other big news, of course, is that Troy Deeney, as expected, is on the bench and will, I'm sure, at some point, come on and play his part. Unless we're miles ahead, in which case they won't risk him. It's great to have him in the dressing room, it's great to have him in his Watford strip, sitting on the bench and um, just his presence I think will have an effect on everybody. So I feel, as always before a football match, hopeful, reasonably confident that we can take on a newly promoted side who have their own problems and I want to see Holobas and Yamat really get up and support those front two, get some men in the box, get some crosses in and really put some pressure on that Norwich defence. Maybe try and help try and make them make a mistake feed off their errors feed off their panic they're at home the pressure's all on them come on you horns Gerard Delafeo has just scored a goal after a couple of minutes and we're about to uh, do a bit of bouncing so here it comes So very quickly, um, Gerard Delafeo actually won a tackle. And from the tackle, he raced off into space. Pereira made uh, a nice diagonal run to take a defender away. And 
he was given the freedom of Norwich and side putting it in. Lovely goal. As you can hear, the Watford faithful are extremely excited. We're on the front foot. I've recorded those, song, those uh, songs and noises for you because it's not something we've heard a lot of this season. Uh, it's great to get our noses in front like we did at Spurs and hopefully we can, we can go on from here and put a decent performance together. But it was a great goal from Delafeo. Just what, we, just what he's got in the locker when he's on song. Uh, he bamboozled the defence and scored a lovely goal. So we're 34 minutes in and uh, it's still 1-0 to Watford. Pereira's had to go off with what looks like a thigh injury, left, left leg. And Andre Gray's come on and very nearly scored straight away. Picked it up with his back to goal, swivelled and hit it. Came off the defender, went out for a corner. We're playing so much better than we have in recent weeks. Seems to be more spirit, more uh, dynamism, more ambition, more attack. So, at the moment, things looking pretty good. But, uh, as you know, clean sheets, not really our thing. So, we'll see what happens. So, it's half-time. We've seen Deeney warming up vigorously on the other side of the pitch. We're 1-0 up. We've played pretty well. We have given them a few chances. But I'm going to hand over now to Mike and John for the second half. A podcast made by Watford fans for Watford fans from the rookery end. Thank you very much, Colin. And thank you very much to Andre Gray. Uh, it, it is uh, 52 minutes uh, into the game and Watford are now 2-0 up. John's here. I'm, I'm John. Uh, Geordie and Mike uh, ran at my house. Well, that's exactly what we ordered, wasn't it, Michael? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, the second half started in a similar vein to the, to the first half. Early, early goal and extensive uh, Watford pressure. Yeah, very much welcome. Yeah, and, but Geordie, there was a moment there in the, in the build-up where uh, De La Feu had, had, had run down the wing a little bit and he, was, he crossed it, which just bounced straight off the Norwich plan. I'm going, oh, no. But he caught it in and uh, it actually made me think that uh, Andre Gray's been uh, playing Street Fighter 2 with a, with a move like that. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. It was, it was some kind of retro gaming uh, move. <laughs> to be honest, I think um, he's been saving that one up for a while. He's been, you know, he's been lulling all the defenders all season into, uh, into full sense of security by not scoring and not looking like scoring. And then suddenly, you know, one man in the box, we're still not playing particularly adventurously, but he was one man in the box and he, he ran from the far post and near post and got there first. In fairness to Andre Gray, that's exactly what he wants. That's exactly what he thrives off. Give him the ball in, in the six yard, but he almost scored with his, with his first touch. He's had that chance in the six yard, but that's exactly the sort of player he is. How many times has he been in a situation where he's had the ball played into him like that? Not very many at all. So thrilled for him to get that. Uh, obviously, 2 0 is a very dangerous score, though. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> Uh, but it was um, in terms of the first half, Geordie. You know, you were commenting uh, as, as Colin said. It was very defensive. Um, we were lacking up front and having people in the box. But since Andre's come on, yes, we are still d- defensive-minded. But there is someone in that box when we're going forward. Yeah, I mean, when I looked at the team sheet um, or the, the team when it came out, I was kind of scrolling down. I got to De La Fe and Pereira, and I was expecting to scroll on one more and find a centre forward. But because we're playing with five defenders. Mm. It was like, well, what's going to happen? Who's going to score for us? And then a minute into the game, De La Feu said, uh, oh, well, I will, um, which is good. But um, Pereira obviously was forced on us. And it's he, there was one moment in the first half when he went through uh, and he kind of took it around two players, but he hasn't got the pace of De La Feu and, and no one wanted to support him. So we kind of lost Spurn that chance. And his, his 
removal from the game has been uh, kind of forced on us. And re- although you look at the bench and say, well, who's the nearest player to Pereira we got? You know, you're looking down here. We don't, don't bring Dini on just yet. And you got like Chalabar and people like that. Do we put a midfielder in and put Hughes up? But Andre Gray for Roberto Pereira is one of those bizarre <laughs> uh, substitutions when you when it's when it's forced upon you because he probably was the most attack you know, the most attacking player and Pereira was playing an offensive role. But they they have very different skill sets. You know, um, and like you say, Andre Gray is 18 million pounds worth of striker in the six yard box. Um, outside the six yard box, he's just not on the same wavelength often as the other players and it's not really fair to expect him to be on the same wavelength because that's not what his strengths are and particularly the way we play with the focus on defence if you are the one man up front as we saw when Pereira went through you are very isolated so it is a, he's, he's got a lot of stick in the last few games but he's been playing a thankless role and um, he took his chance really well Yeah, I think my, my big thanks I think so far which seemed to just really you know bring things back to not quite normal, but to better was the fact that Etienne Capou, Michael, is is in the middle of that diff, the middle of that midfield. Just seeing him on the pitch makes you realise how much I think you miss him. He's just a hugely sort of calming and um, sort of quite, quite um, dominating is not not the right word. Authoritative figure. He is. You know, we've we've often said in the on the podcast that he's could be one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. He was certainly our best player consistently last year, and for him to to not be in the on the pitch is, has been a big miss and I think we were talking before we started recording and <laughs> um, we were talking about how he helps um, Abdoulaye Decoré uh, come into the game because without Capu and probably vice versa actually they, they're finding it they find it really difficult and as we speak oh, no. the parking jinx has struck and uh, Etienne Capu is down holding his right lower shin uh, now looks a little bit less serious than it than it did initially. I think hopefully he's going to be all right to to carry on. He doesn't he doesn't look too uh, too seriously injured. But yeah, I think him coming back. I think we've a lot of the talk has been about Troy coming back and <laughs> goodness knows what for Twitter account has made sure that we knew uh, knew Troy was back. But that is great. But just seeing Capu with that badge on in in the team. It's, it's so important for us, and I think that's been borne out to a, to a degree tonight. And it it just helps Decore play. They're both so good for each other. Um, Geordie described him as, as a sort of quarterback, and I think that's that's kind of right. He he sets us up. He helps us. He helps us be more solid. There's so much more going on when he's in the side, and it's uh, it's great to see him back. Uh, the man who, as Michael's been saying, has definitely been guided back via social media that we all know exactly where he is. And actually, I've you know you, you're joking a little bit there, Mike, but it has been good to see this sure. this this slow, really not quite slow, but this uh, rehab- rehabilitation uh, of Troy Deeney. Uh, he we've already when prayer went off, there were some Deeney Deeney shouts, and it was far too early for him to to come on. Um, if he came on that early with his fitness and how much he's played, he, it was going to be another substitute. Um, so it felt a little bit wasted at that point. So we'll see if he comes on. And we know what he's going to bring back. We know he's going to bring back the, the discipline uh, in terms of attitude dis- discipline. And we know that he will you know, give us something different up front. Do you think at, at 2-0, at, at 60 minutes, that this is going to be a, a, a substitution that... Kike will make. I suspect they won't use him unless they they, they absolutely have to. He's been a, it's been a long road back for for Troy, and I don't think they'll they'll risk him unless they have to, and perhaps unless sort of 
five minutes to to get some to get some uh, game time in in his legs. I mean, we've got a long way to go before we can sort of start thinking about luxury substitutions yeah. and just bringing Troy on to, to for the sake of it. So, a reserve judgment. I'd like to. Kike would imagine that he'd like to get through this game without having to bring him on. If we can to give him a little bit of get rid of shake off some of that rustiness, then then all the better for it. But we'll we'll wait and see. Um, but yeah, I was I was joking about the about the social media. Yeah. Watford fans are me included are excited and, and pleased to see him see him back. But what I did think was interesting little nugget on the I can't remember if it was on the Watford website or Watford Twitter. It said um, the piece said uh, training visibly intensified with with Troy back on the pitch, and I think that bears out what you were were saying there, John, about how he um, how he brings that discipline. He that the, what what players expect from each other ramps up a little bit when when Troy Deeney's back a, a, amongst the first team. So I think the fact that the club wrote that is was almost a bit of a message saying you know to the perhaps to the rest of the players you know let's this is the level we're at now um, this is, and this is the level we need to be at. So great to see him back. I hope he doesn't need to come on. I hope he gets the chance to come on if that makes sense. We'll, we'll see. Uh, just gone sixty minutes, half an hour to go. Let's see how uh, the evening, a Friday evening uh, at Carrow Road continues. We're the Orns, you're the Orns. Come on, you Orns! 83 minutes on the clock. Uh, the game has changed slightly. Um, Mike, um, we're down to 10 men. Uh, we're, uh, and we've gone really back to, I think as Geordie said, gone to back to, back to being Watford. Yeah, well, we were, we were talking, weren't we, um, about how it felt relatively comfortable. We were talking about how we wanted the game to pan out. Um, exactly the opposite had happened. Yeah. I didn't see Cavaselli's first booking, so I can't comment on that. But the second one was just he, just a just a brain melt. And unfortunately, Christian Cavaselli has that in his locker, doesn't it? We've seen it from him before that he sort of just seems to t- completely take leave of his senses. And then that's what he did to to pick up his second second booking, and Watford went from looking very very comfortable to all of a sudden it looking like it's going to be a very very difficult twenty five minutes. There's still ten minutes to, to go, and it and it's going to be it's going to be tricky. We've got no out up the front. Um, Norwich are taking more chances, so it is open at the back. We just see Andre Gray um, make a bad decision on a break. He's tried to chip the keeper instead of. Protecting. That's not how you said it when it went in, Mike. It wasn't a bad decision. I think you're a little bit more expressive about your opinion of that miss. Slightly more colourful uh, in my language, perhaps. I guess you know you want to see a striker going for goal, but I think it looked like um, Decore was in in space on the other side of the box. So perhaps a ball across in that that instance might have been uh, uh, might have been the better better choice, but. Yeah, I'm just really frustrated from from Cabaselli. I think it was uh, not as frustrated as he'll be, um, but just absolutely unnecessary. And we can't really afford to be doing stuff like that in in important games like this in a season like this. We're actually going to be without him for a game now, which is obviously obviously has a knock on effect. Um, and somehow Watford just need to Watford just need to see that see this through. There is, you know, taking Delafeo off was it was a brave move because. At least with him, you can get the ball to him, and he can he can dance his way down and get and, and keep the ball down in that area of the pitch. Andre Gray can do it a different way. Hopefully, it sticks while we just we clear it and and it stays with him. But it, you know, was, I've been talking for ages now, <laughs> uh, and there's about five minutes to go. There's going to be at least three or four minutes of of stoppage. It wouldn't be Watford if we didn't um, if we didn't make this very very difficult. So uh, yeah, on the edge of our seats here. Yeah, some lovely time wasting from uh, Jose Holabas, isn't there, Jordy? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Jose doesn't need an oh, excuse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike's taking a, a bit of a... Oh, referee's giving a yellow card to a Norwich player this time for once. Yeah, I was saying, Jose, if, 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 if he wasn't a professional footballer, he'd be a professional wind-up merchant. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and so he's taking a corner in our, on the, our right-wing position. Then he gets a throw-in on the left-back position and he decides to root himself by visiting Yanmat on the way around, you know. So he's wasted as much time as he can. You know, I... It frustrates you when teams do it to you, but I think we need to we need to be as smart as we can with um, we're down to ten men. Norwich, you know, as much as we criticise our our players and our team and the way we've played, you know, I think looking at the way, looking at the way Norwich played, if I wouldn't want to be a Norwich fan either. It hasn't been it hasn't been uh, it hasn't been great really from from them. Um, so they got four minutes to now to shut me up, which no <laughs> doubt they will. But you know, it hasn't it hasn't been a great a great thing there. So. This is really important that we do see this out because obviously the the damage it would do to us from a morale point of view, not not picking up three points today would be immense, but also the kind of boost it would give Norwich um, would would kind of be a double whammy. So really big ten minutes uh, left really in it for our season um, because you know the games we've got coming up, this could be like a little a little run and then get us into that kind of busy Christmas period where teams have to play so many games and it's cold and. You know, but maybe by the end of the year, we could be in a, you know in a very different position. But really, the next the next few minutes are gonna are gonna be kind of telling. We shall see. Eighty-seven minutes now. Not long to hold on. Come What were we doubting? 2-0 away at Norwich City for the Orns and we're off the bottom of the table. As uh, DCW has just said on our uh, WhatsApp group, off and running. Mike, how does it feel now? Not how it felt earlier on. How does it feel right now? Mixture of delight. Delight first because I found, hopefully delight first, Michael. I found myself on, on Twitter on the last couple of couple of weeks seeing other people celebrating goals. And thinking, God, I wonder what that's like to, to sort of have sort of some sort of joy related to um, to your team's performance. And so, just to get that win, you can you can see the guys now on the on the pitch after the game, it smiles all round. The smiles here, you're smiling, I'm smiling. It's just such a a huge, it's a great feeling. Seeing your team win as a football supporter, there's there's nothing better. Feels like we've got players coming back. We're off the bottom. Um, but also is it's also once I get out of here, once we get home tonight, there will be a deep exhalation of breath, huge, huge, huge relief that we've got that win. Um, and I think in the end, it's difficult to to podcast during a game. It's sort of your your mind's all over the place. You try not to jinx it and, <laughs> and all that sort of daft stuff. So in the end, I thought actually Watford did reasonably well. I think it's to stand by the, uh, the what I said about Cavaselli. I think it was a, a daft uh, daft way to get sent off. But actually, um, for the remaining 25 minutes, Watford defended pretty well and uh, and Ben Foster didn't have too many, too many nervy moments. So absolutely delighted to see us win. Hugely relieved. And 
hopeful now. Hopeful. I mean, Norwich, uh, Geordie said it, Norwich aren't great. Far from it. But these are games you just have to win and then see what you can do after that. So they've done it. Well done, lads. Delighted. We're off and running. What, Geordie, do you think we saw differently in you know from this Watford team in a, another game under a Kike? Did you, did you see a, a, a difference? Well, we scored a goal. <laughs> we scored two! Yeah, but the, fir- the, f- the first goal, I think, it changed the game. Because if it had gone 20 minutes at 0-0, Norwich would have grown into it. They would have been nervy. You know, they're, as we've spoken about, they have an awful run of form. Worse than us, in a sense, because they obviously won a game. And so if they're only a point ahead of us at the start, it's because they've been having worse recent form. So we were the form team going into this, which is as crazy <laughs> as it sounds. So I think, you know, scoring a goal... Silly, as flippant as it sounds, is is the big difference. We scored first, we scored early, and that and that changed the dynamic, and it allowed us to kind of stick with our defensive-minded approach. And I think partly down to Norwich not being particularly clinical, because you know if this was Chelsea or or whoever, it would have been very different um, because they would have attacked us and been more confident and dominated midfield more. You know, we obviously Cabasella's out. You know, we got Troy coming back. As, as Mike spoke about, I think Capu in the middle helped hold it all together because. Regardless of whether the, we scored first or we didn't score first, we needed to keep our our shape, we needed to keep our organisation. And Capu's key to that. And obviously, as Norwich got more and more in the pickle, and, we, and we've been in Norwich's shoes for most of this season, so we know what they were going through and the kind of anxiety and fear that you're never going to get, you're never going to come back, and we're going to hit on the counter attack. That's what we did. We got them. On the, you know, we got them. We we took our chances. They they might say they had more opportunities or more shots, but a lot of their shots were. You know, danger of going to the North Sea. Um, uh, you know, Ben made a few saves for the cameras just because, you know, he needs it for the club's Instagram tomorrow. Uh, and then, you know, of, of all things, Andre Gray's ballet dancing lessons have paid off because he, he did a wonderful little pirouette and uh, backheeled into the goal. So, I mean, the, the, what's different? We've, we've kept a clean sheet again. So we've, we've managed to now prove that we can score and not concede in the same game, which you have to do, really, if you're going to start winning games. That clean sheet is, I think, massive, especially in the context of uh, of being down to 10 men, 25 minutes. You can expect the kitchen sink. You know, it, again, we always have to view it in context, be realistic. Norwich weren't a huge threat. But keeping a clean sheet there will mean a lot to, to this team and will also help give them confidence. The fact that it wasn't a nervy finish in the end, I will, you know, I always maintain that unless Watford are sixing up and the final whistle's gone, I, w- I won't be happy. <laughs> so I'm always nervous. That's just me. But I don't think they will have been... That wasn't a nervy finish, Watford. And I think that will, will fill them with confidence. That, As Geordie was saying there, they got the, the two goals at the important times in the game and then they hang on, they hang on when, they, when they had to. And I said in the long, last podcast that we needed um, the Stoke game from Kike's first yeah. run. That was 2-0 away. Um, we were there for that. And Stoke had a few chances and that Watford weren't sort of... You know, they weren't... It wasn't an incredible performance from Watford, but they got a 2-0 win, which in the end was fairly comfortable and that was the catalyst for Watford to go on and, and stay in the division. So what we must hope now is that they draw everything they possibly can from it because I've whenever I've been asked about Watford's season, I've said there's been a whole host of different things, injuries, but I think confidence is a, has been a huge one and they need to now go away um, sort of basking it really. There's three points. We've just seen the league table. We've overtaken both Norwich and Southampton. Um and we're three, we're three points away from getting outside out of the out of the relegation zone. So it's game on. And I think as supporters, this is one we had to win. We didn't really shouldn't really care too much about the performance. It's always going to be scrappy. Twentieth against nineteenth. 
it was just one that you had to win. It didn't matter if it came off a bum, an elbow, came in the 89th minute. The, 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 I think the performance is, is in a way secondary to, to the result. We've got the result. On we go now. This is a team that can do things. It's still up to them to do it. Um, but now we've got the international break. Caput can, can stay fit. Saar to come back fit. Troy to come in and make a, make an impact. Things are looking up, aren't they? And it's Friday night. We've got the rest of the weekend to enjoy. <laughs> no, a stress-free weekend. I do enjoy those when it comes to not having to worry about Watford. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back after the international break uh, with some more podcasts because, hey, that's what we do here on From the Rookery End. Thank you very much. Do keep following us on social media if anything happens. Uh, you never know. Something drastic might happen across the uh, international break uh, and we might need another emergency podcast, but we doubt it now because Watford have won a game in the Premier League this year and we are off the bottom of the league get in thank you much Geordie you're welcome thank you Michael oh no problem Uh, thank you to Colin for uh, his reporting from Carrow Road uh, and thank you for listening to From the Rookery End come on you ones come on you ones